You're listening to the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network show. Heard amazing things about this, everybody I spoke to. Oh, good to see you too. It's fantastic to be here. Let's do it. You guys are great. Happy to be here. Join your hosts, Robin Vogt and Brian Fontaine, as they journey through a galaxy far, far away. I'm one with the force and the force with me. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. That's right. This is the first episode of our awesome and epic podcast show that you guys are going to be enjoying here from the network. But I'm Robin Vote. You guys have heard me across the network on different kinds of things. And sitting across from me is not Scott Inch across the pond. It's Mr. Fontaine himself. Brian Fontaine, how's it going this evening? Robin, it's great. Uh, you and I probably, what was it, 16, 17 months ago, we first started Rebels Recap on our network, and mm. we just decided that we needed a show that we could both talk some Star Wars on, and whatever the topic or guest that might want to come on and talk with us. And Robin, we've got a great first episode here, mm. a big one. We've got a guest right lined up right off, off the bat. We've got comic book writer writer for StarWars.com, and now novelist with his first book, Black Star Renegades, that just released earlier this month. Please welcome to the show, Michael Morisi. Michael, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, man, those expectations now are just like through the roof, so I got to <laughs> I gotta deliver. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, always a, it's always uncomfortable to do a, a bio of somebody, but we, want, we definitely wanted to welcome you to our uh, to our network and to our audience, and uh, just Robin and I are both really excited to get a chance to chat with you. You know, not only about your new book that just came out, the writing that you do, and most importantly, Michael, your love of Star Wars. I mean, that's the big thing. Yeah, yes, that's I'm most excited about that. I'm excited to talk about all of it, but yeah, I'm glad to be here. And yeah, Brian, you actually played a big role in my Star Wars collection because you got me that uh, Ahsoka Black Series. Ah, Michael, that's awesome. I was just about to mention that because I, oh, I really? it's like, yeah, it was like two falls ago, I think. I was I I ended up finding a uh, Ahsoka Black Series figure, and that's how you and I kind of became internet friends. And mm-hmm. I was glad to be able to help you out with that. And it's just it it just shows that you know Star Wars is just something that can link and and bind us together. Michael, I believe you're out in the Chicago area. I mean, our our network is all over the place. Robin and I hail from the great state of New Hampshire. It's just great that even those little connections can really lead into something a lot larger. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've made such great friends, you know, with you and with others through Star Wars with people all over the world. And it's it's that's part of like the great thing about this community is that like, you know, everyone's I'd say everyone gets along, but Last Jedi has proved me wrong. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so um, no, but I mean, there's a lot of great people, and I mean, we find each other, and it's it's cool. It's great. Now, now Michael, I, I just have to say something to you right away. Uh, Black Star Renegades, Brian handed this off to me, and I have to say, for somebody who is a diehard Star Wars fan and is just looking for something not necessarily that is Star Wars, but is just just a nice little thing to go into and just be like yeah these are some new characters this is a new plot line and everything and i listen i look at the back of the book and it says everyone's totally screwed i mean you had me right there uh, when i I flipped over the book and i do have to ask you when you were writing black star renegades there you must have been tapping into the star wars universe at times because i i think throughout this book i go through it i'm like wow there's so many different elements of that galaxy far far away throughout this thing yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, that was definitely a conscious thing. Uh, this like, you know, homage, you know, love letter that, that it exists as. 
I think we, the first draft was of the book was not probably, it was definitely too close um, right. to Star Wars. <laughs> it was like some, like, a lot of things I didn't even realize, you know, I think all of us probably the same, share the same experience that this is so coded into the fabric of our lives that like we think and, and speak in Star Wars ways that we probably don't even realize. And I was writing this book and I read it and I was like, wow. This is really Star Wars. <laughs> um, so I had to kind of scale it back. But yeah, I mean, that was the purpose of it. You know, I love Star Wars. There is no other fictional world, book, movie, nothing. There's nothing that I love more than Star Wars. And I want to write something that's like, okay, I want to capture the spirit of what this is and why I love it. And, you know, not necessarily the story, but again, it's the story, but again, the spirit of what this is and what it means to me. And that's cool. I'm so glad you said that. And I, I really appreciate the kind words. So, Michael, one of your followers on Twitter, and I don't know if you had retweeted him or not, but or, or somebody that had, had reviewed your book, and they said essentially the, the main protagonist, Cade Sura, you know, they, they essentially equated him to as if Han Solo was really a secret Jedi in, in the original <laughs> trilogy. And I thought, I thought that was perfect because that's exactly kind of who I, I, as I was reading the beginning part of it, he really seemed like he was a cross between kind of Han Solo, but then... Uh, Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy, and just it's just great. I I will say though, Michael, I did pick up a couple times, and maybe you got past your editor, but I I was listening to the audiobook in in the car today, and I did hear a reference of going far far away from here, and then I also heard from a certain point of view, and my ears just kind of perked <laughs> up because you're just. As you mentioned, Michael, those things are so ingrained in, into our, our culture. Oh, yeah. There's there's oh, man, there's so many of those. There's I was uh, I was doing a reading the other night and uh, I was reading. I never really went back to it too much, especially since, you know, we were like the book was in the can. And I was reading the first part. There's a, there's a part where it says, like, there'll be no escape this time. And it's like this is literally <laughs> one of the first lines in A New Hope, you know, like it's <laughs> like some, <laughs> some of it's intentional, but some of it's like whoops <laughs> you know so but yeah no there's lines like that and there's nods and you know like the main character's Cade and you know if you've read the uh, comic series the Star Wars Legacy mm. that's like the name of Luke's great 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 grandson I think it's like 150 I forget how many years 150 years later mm. it might be even longer it might be like a thousand years I don't know I've, I haven't read in a long time but there's just illusions that exist throughout the book it's like meta text kind of like like a ready player one but not as mm not as you know overt as that yeah there's just so many different elements i think of just the fandom that star wars fans find themselves in you know these references and these callbacks that kind of just technically flashbacks for us to all these different franchises and and different elements of not just the cinematic universe that we enjoy but also the comic books that we've read you mentioned star wars legacy right there that's one of my favorite go-tos if i'm at a comic book store and i see a bunch of those lined up i'm like are they going to kick me out if I sit here the entire time and go through these? Because, I mean, <laughs> there's just so much great stuff in those comic books. And yourself being being a comic book person, I'm sure that that was a big piece in helping you develop a story like this. Because you just sit back probably and you look at it and you're like, you know what, I got some experience here. I might as well put it forth in, in my writing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's a great point. I mean, it's definitely, you know, a lot of tricks I've learned from comics, you know, can carry over into, into a novel. Especially, like... The, the pacing and writing, you know, the, the book is meant to be, you know, move fast and be paced well and kind of, I guess you could say cinematic and uh, comics captures that same kind of cinematic approach as well at times, not all the time. But like that was a big part of the book was to be get that like widescreen cinematic, you know, Dolby <laughs> experience, you know, and like that's 
that's something that I learned from from writing comics. You know how to do that, how to tell those stories efficiently, and how to keep it moving. So yeah, like that comic stuff definitely is at work in telling this this new story. Just one specific thing I have to point out is that you know sure. I, I'm I'm a big big fan of Harrison Dula. I'm a big fan of Sabine Wren from the Star Wars Rebels series, and I think you know Princess Leia and all these iconic female characters. But I have to admit, when I was reading through this book. I really love Kira. I, I, I just really love uh, what that character inhabits within this story. I, there's also a certain amount of of aggressiveness to that character that, that I really love, especially towards the end of the book when there's a lot of stuff happening, um, certain moves that's, that are made. There's just so many great elements that you bring out inside of these characters. You mentioned Kate earlier. I, I'm just fascinated in the process of coming up with those characters. What was that like for you? And do you reference these to other experiences that you had developing characters? Yeah, I mean, so Kira is actually, and I'm just really glad to hear you say it. I, to be honest, Kira is actually my uh, favorite character uh, in the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like you, like I'm a big fan of Ahsoka, as Brian, you know, as Brian knows, Ahsoka, Hera, Sabine, Leia, you know, I love the, you know, all these strong, awesome female characters. And like, I want to do that, but also make it a little bit different. And I think the word you were, the word you used is perfect, you know, aggressive. Like she's like very, she she's tough, like characters we've seen, but also kind of headstrong and stubborn, you know, kind of the characteristics that we would see in someone like Han or like a Lando or something like that, or, or you know, one of these like kind of like, or Poe even, especially Poe, these like kind of like flyboy, cocky kind of thing. Like that's, that's her, you know, and I think that's cool to see that from a different, you know, in a different way. But, you know, a little bit like for my own experiences, you know, like I have an older brother. So, you know, I was always the ne'er-do-well <laughs> where my brother was right. like the kind of alpha. <laughs> the, <laughs> so I definitely drew on that relationship quite a bit. And then there's other stuff that I just want to see that was kind of cool, you know, like Mig, this kind of like, you know, dorky genius. And um, uh, Forkel, who's, you know, this this killer robot who's also weirdly funny and, you know, he doesn't want try to be just because he's so kind of socially and culturally awkward mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean it all kind of just weaves into this tapestry of like who these characters are and how they function together so michael where's the best place that people can actually find your book now uh, just about anywhere you know it's amazon and barnes and noble uh, local bookstores uh there's uh, an audiobook as we mentioned uh kindle Nook, you know all that kind of stuff anywhere that you can get books you will be able to find it Awesome. And Michael, you mentioned a little bit ago that you've been kind of on, uh, you know, kind of like a book tour, you're going around. I mean, how is that? Because I I get the sense you're kind of like me, where you're kind of very down to earth and not like, a, you know, shine the spotlight on you. But how is that, Ben? Just is that mm-hmm. that has to be something that is just kind of unworldly. <laughs> you know, it's weird because like I, I was explaining this to somebody and they're like, like talking about like how great the, and it is great the, the touring all this stuff is awesome and I love it and I and I, I am just enjoying every second of it but like I went to LA and people were like you know like oh what are you gonna do when you're out there and stuff I was like I'm out there for like 17 hours like I went in the morning my flight was like 6 a.m. and then I took I don't know like a midnight or you know 1 a.m. something like that flight right home because I had to get up and like take my kids to school, you know, <laughs> like, <and> like <laughs> I like, it's like, and there's like this kind of like sense of like, oh, you're doing all this cool stuff. I'm like, no, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna get in as fast as I can. I'm gonna get out and I gotta take care of my kids, <laughs> you know, like, so it's a balance, you know, of like having to just, I still gotta do the things that I always do. You know, I'm, I stay at home with my kids and 
uh, have to make sure that prioritize that stuff and just find care for them is always tricky. But but no, I mean, just in sense of like outside of that, like it's awesome. It's awesome to get to see people who enjoy the book. It's fun to talk about it, to talk about Star Wars, to introduce it to, to new people and support bookshops who, you know, lifeblood of everything that I do. So it's um, it's cool. It's cool to be able to like do a lot of different things and being able to have these experiences it's it's been it's just been a blast i never thought i'd be able to do this kind of stuff so i'm i'm enjoying it while while it lasts because god knows how long it'll last for (laughs) (laughs) we wish you you continued success (laughs) thanks absolutely and michael i have to say it sounds like you found your balance in the force somewhat uh when it comes to trying to balance taking the road with black star renegades and just trying to balance that with everyday life because I feel like no matter what we do, whether we're podcasters or authors or politicians, doesn't matter. We have to try to find that balance in life of, you know, we want to do the things that we're passionate about, but guess what? We got kids at home or we got a dog to go home to, or we got something that we, that we got to be there for. So I think that that's great that you've been able to find that balance and, and to share that with people because sometimes people have a hard time out there trying, trying to find their balance in the forest and trying to find a way to keep themselves in line and, and focused on on the future ahead so very very good and i have to admit if you're going to keep the balance in the forest i gotta ask you a couple star wars questions here and i know brian is we and i've been talking it's like if we have them on we do have to talk some star wars here michael it's one of those things is there a character that you really look to in the star wars universe for inspiration or maybe a character that you're just kind of like you know this 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 is a pretty ba character as i like to say it's it's evolved over time mm-hmm. um but i think that like Right now, after Last Jedi, uh, it's it's become Luke, and it never was before. I like the idea. Like I think that we all, you're talking about balance of the Force and balancing our lives. You know, I think one of the things that we all all struggle with is having, you know, expectations for ourselves or mm-hmm. for the people around us, but particularly for ourselves that aren't always fulfilled and aren't always met. And uh, it's hard to deal with like the discrepancies of like reality versus uh, the things we want or the things that we expect. And seeing Luke like struggle, seeing because you know in the original trilogy, uh, as you guys know, like the Luke we saw was like pretty much perfect. You know, like mm-hmm. did it really? You know, he made mistakes and he you know he rushed off to Hoth and he was uh, he slipped up a little bit, but like the the failure that he suffered that we see in Last Jedi is is nothing compares to that and the, the effect it has on him. And to see him, to see someone that uh, through my whole childhood was basically you know almost like a like a god in a way you know this mm. this this perfect ultimate force user the chosen one whatever to see him now not so certain and to see him not as powerful it, in some ways at first it's it's a powerful thing for me it's a thing as powerful people that's touching a lot of people to realize that like failure and it's one of the big themes of last jedi like failure is okay mm. you know failures it's okay to stumble it's okay to fall down and the trick is to like learn learn why you fell, learn why others fell and try your best not to do that again. That's, I think that's a really, really cool and important message that we've got through Luke and through this movie. Yeah, no, there seems to be a a nice contrast when it comes. And I'm so glad you bring up Luke because Brian, you're a big Luke person too. And I'm I'm sure you're really happy hearing Michael say that (laughs) he's reflecting on Luke here. But Brian, there, there is some, there is some real truth to what we saw with Luke in the last Jedi. I think Michael puts it perfectly that Luke has become one of those characters that we look on. We say, you know what? He is the image 
of what we want to see in life that, you know what, we're going to fail, but we have to realize that those failures are there for a purpose and we're going to learn from them. I mean, I can't even really say any better than Michael just kind of articulated <laughs> it. But I mean, also like, uh, like Michael, you and I are kind of original trilogy guys and same thing. I grew up with Luke and you idolize him and you pretend you're Luke Skywalker. You've got a flashlight pretending it's like your lightsaber out in your yard and you're pretending you're flying an X-Wing fighter and stuff. But I've always loved Luke, but I loved him even more after The Last Jedi. And and maybe it's as I get older and Michael, like you, I'm also a, a parent. And I just as over time, like the failure is the best teacher. And I tried to bestow that knowledge on my son all the time that, you know, even we're playing like board games and stuff like, yeah, I want him to win and have fun. But winning isn't everything. And there was even, you know, even going back, Robin, to like Star Wars Rebels and was it season two when Ezra is speaking to Yoda and it's like sometimes how you choose to fight or how you how you choose to win. I mean, it, it, it means a lot. So to see the evolution of the character and I really have seen some really good takes out there like Brian Young and, and others out there on, on Twitter that like these guys are just saying really great things. And I'm like. I just I'm nodding my head. I'm just like, yep, yep. I agree with that completely. But I just love where he went as a character. And you can kind of you, he's even more relatable now than he ever was. Yeah, I think a friend of mine put it. Yeah, and you, that's you put it perfectly. And I think a friend of mine you know, said it also like he said, Luke is finally interesting. And I, I've always loved Luke, but I see what he's saying. And like Luke is finally like Luke in the original trilogy never gave us much to think about. You know, never there wasn't much to examine. We you know, we we you know, deified him and we loved him because, you know, we can be him. We could be like, you know, fighting with lightsabers and he was awesome. But like, he was never really complex the way he is now and his complexities, like you say, like just teaching your kids or teaching yourself, you know, never really gave us anything more than it gave us in Last Jedi. And I, I just, I love that. And I love to see where he goes now as Force Luke and uh, <laughs> uh, how, how him and his and Ray's relationship evolves. I'm sure it will. So, yeah, but you're right. I mean, all that just real world stuff of kids and board games and trying your best and just seeing what happens. Luke, Luke speaks a lot to that now more than he ever has in the past. Yeah. And I think one of the themes that's in your book, Black Star Renegades, Michael, is is the challenge piece, the challenge in life, trying to solve issues as we move on and trying to be strong throughout that entire piece. And I, and I feel like now is the time, you know, we our message here at the podcast network has always been unity is community. It's never a singular action. It's always a unified action that really brings about change. And also, Black Star Renegades, these characters couldn't do and accomplish what they did without each other. And and I think that that is a message that continues to push on. And I, I think totally Black Star Renegades, I, I'd like to hear you your thoughts on this, Michael, but I think that it does a nice job, and I'd like to hear the development, of just trying to find a mold between these characters. I'm sure that that's something that had to be play out much like it does in Star Wars. I'm so glad you bring that up because like that is the the beating heart of the book. And uh, it's funny when I saw Last Jedi, I was almost like uncomfortable because I was like, ooh, this is really close. You know, like when they're talking about like the force is all of us and the message that they leave us with about this whole thing, like we have everything we need and everything we need is each other. And like the, the, the way that Black Star developed and it wasn't, Really, even in the first draft or second draft, I kind of learned the story as I wrote the story, but became that idea. I love that unity is community, and none of those characters could have accomplished what they accomplished, and they could have gone where they gone where they went without without each other. 
And one one of the themes I want to there's a reason why you know spoiler alert you know like a certain character dies early you know this Messiah character because I want to get rid of that idea I want to get rid of this whole Messiah like this whole Harry Potter even Luke pre Last Jedi like this this singular person the help me Obi Wan you're my only hope mm-hmm. rather than help me Obi Wan you're my only hope like help us everybody we're we're each other's hope again that's something that's in last jedi but i wrote the book like a year before so <laughs> <laughs> just just to get the trademark you see you know like <laughs> but you know and i think that's you know becoming there's something in the water just about our world right now and about our about our own culture and society where like i think we are also turning away from those messiah mythologies and not necessarily messiah like in a religious sense but mm-hmm. messiah and like an all-powerful person you know who's going to save and solve everything where we're instead saying like no the, the onus is on us it's not all of us we're stronger when we're together we're better when we're together and that is what a big part of black star renegades is is that these characters are all help each other they all have flaws they all have strengths and they complement each other in good ways and through that they're able to overcome. They're able to be their best selves because they have these other people around them. And it even says in the back of the book, Michael, which I have to say, a cast of misfit characters who have nowhere to go and nothing to lose. I feel like sometimes in life we're we're a cast of misfit characters <laughs> who have nowhere to go and nothing to lose. And that's that's why we bring this medium forward. That's why we do podcasts and we write books. And why Black Star Renegades is available for people to go out and purchase and we cannot recommend it enough here at the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast networks. Brian Fontaine, any last thoughts for Mr. Michael while we got him on here? You know, Michael, I just wanted to also ask you before we let you go. I mean, your your background where, you know, you first started in, in comics and you did some not necessarily mainstream brands, but eventually were able to launch that into to doing DC Comics and, and so many of these, these large characters. I mean, I, I know... Success doesn't happen overnight, but maybe just some words of wisdom that you could share with our listeners about the journey. I'm happy to. I mean, it's like it's like they say it's like every overnight success is like 10 years of failure behind it. I think it was right about 10, you know, of like trying to get in and trying to break through and all those kind of things. But, you know, the wisdom that I impart is that, like, you have to have to know that it's a marathon and it's not a sprint. I mean, you'll see every once in a while, there's the, the the exception and not the rule that pops up of somebody who, you know, just becomes a, a sensation overnight, like a literal sensation, you know, not like the 10 year rule. And we often put ourselves and measure ourselves against the exceptions mm. and we shouldn't. And you should. I mean, I, I, I've been there and I've done it and it's just painful and it's hard, but you have to just realize like you have to just keep going. It takes a lot of temerity. It takes a lot of a thick skin. You're endure a lot of rejection along the way, a lot of hard times. I know I did a ton. I still do. But, you know, it just keeps getting better and it gets easier and you, you just keep plugging away. And it's there's a certain amount of like it's a cliche in a sense. But there's also some truth to it as well. And um, you just have to know what you want to do and set out to do it. Don't let anybody tell you you're wrong. I, I've seen so many, you know, writers get like one rejection and think that's the end. You know, and it's not the end. It's never the end. Like you can still find other people. You can do it yourself. You can, there's so many avenues, you know, available to you to get your work out and to make it happen and just, just follow that passion to wherever it leads. And if you really believe in it, then don't let anybody tell you you can't and just keep at it and know it's just going to take a long, long time. 
No, that's great wisdom there, Michael. And then you too can write for StarWars.com. I tell you, when I saw your article up there, uh, I don't even remember how long ago it was, but I was like, it's like, I know that guy. I know him. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, it's great that you can kind of bring that journey and then also not only include Star Wars, you know, in your work, but also have your little piece of the piece of the pie there, too, where, you know, where a lot of people would would uh, would love an opportunity like that. So it's it's great to hear that you've have had a lot of success and hopefully like Rob and I have also said, we, you know, wish you continued success. We're big fans of your work here at the Brick City Blockade and big fans of Black Star Renegades. So thank you. Well, well, thank you. Likewise, fans of your guys. And like, I just appreciate being here. I appreciate the kind words and yeah, if I can ever do anything, let me know. I'm happy to. (laughs) And you notice there there was one word that Michael said within that statement of, of fantastic word usage there, which of course, resolve itself through black star renegades and is absolutely fantastic so again please make sure to pick this book up at your local bookseller but he said the word plug brian and i and i think i know what that word is associated with it's a little thing we like to call plug time that's right (laughs) mr michael where can the good people find you across social media and black star renegades i'm on twitter um at michael morisi i think that's the same on instagram i believe and i have a website michaelpmorisi.com Black Star Renegades is a, or anywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I think we talked about that. But yeah, anywhere you can find books in any format. It's around. It's available. And uh, yeah, anybody picks it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Mr. Brian Fontaine, where can the good people find you across social media? And on Twitter and Instagram at Jedi Scavenger SW. How about you, Robin? You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote for all my tomfoolery in the Star Wars universe. Also, please make sure to head on, head on over to www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. And please also make sure to head on over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button, and make sure to share out these episodes and enjoy them because that's what brings on the epic guests. Michael, once again, thank you so much for coming on this episode. We had a lot of fun future talks on the way for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to. And I had a blast. This is a great time. Thank you, guys. (laughs) And as we always say here on the Podcast Network, may the force be with you. Always. Always. Always.